Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a brain rewiring certified coach and human design expert. In this podcast, we talk about becoming the most kick-ass, unstoppable version of yourself, building a life of alignment and flow that you deserve, and taking a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at sandyyang.hd. Hey, wonderful, beautiful humans. I am back. I'm back feeling refreshed after my unexpected podcast break. You know how sometimes you feel like you know everything and you have so much to say, but because you continue to learn and, I don't know, educate yourself, you feel like you know everything, but then you don't. So I was kind of having one of those moments, but I'm back and I'm also like looking to do things a little differently going forward. I was looking back at my previous episodes. I mean, I tried to keep it light and fun, but some of those episode titles were a little intense. It's like, is this an online course or is this a podcast? So I was like, what the fuck is this? I need to do something different. And I basically took time to think about how I'm going to do that. Anyways, I'm excited to be back. I feel refreshed. And today we have a guest on the podcast. We have Sydney. She and I have been friends for about a year um, because of this course we were taking virtually. And for the most part, our friendship has been virtual until recently. And it's weird because I feel like I've known her my whole life or like for many years. And we have so much in common. It's not even funny. But then I had never seen her legs. So I was like, what the fuck? Well, she moved to San Diego. So we started hanging out and she has a podcast too. It's called Sessions with Sid. I'll link it in the show notes. She is a therapist as well as a dance energy healer. She is actually professionally trained in dancing. So that's pretty cool. She also has a black belt. So she's like very much multi-talented. Huh. Well, we are both projectors in human design. So we talk a lot about that. She and I talked a lot about working with invitations, what that means for us individually, how her dance energy healing is like. We also talk about our spiritual journeys, how we, you know, kind of got into the whole thing, how our quote unquote spiritual gifts were developed, or like how that was like when it was developing. We also talk about dating, especially for projectors. And like navigating relationships as an empath, which, you know, I believe everyone is more or less an empath in different ways. Um, There's a whole episode about that if you want to check it out. Also going to link that in the show notes. We also talk about how desires and sexuality works a little differently for projectors. So that is interesting. I actually have been pondering about that and we started talking about it and we were like, this has to be podcasted. She also gives us some juicy tips in communication from a therapist's perspective. So that was dope. I think everyone's like, I really value communication, but not everyone is good at it. 
or is doing it. You know, not everyone's walking their talk, including myself. If you are a projector in human design, I think you'll really enjoy this episode. Obviously, you know, like we're speaking from our own experiences, so I actually point that out throughout the podcast. But I always say, take what resonates and leave the rest. Who cares? Maybe six weeks down the line, you'll be like, oh, maybe I do resonate with that. If you're like, what the heck is human design? I think it is episode two that I give you more information on that specifically. So give that a listen as well. Anyways, without further ado, I will let you enjoy the episode. I will see you on the other side. Hi, Sydney. So great to have you in my home. And it's crazy because I feel like I've known you for a very long time. But we've only hung out. This is like the second time we're hanging out in person. And it's so, so, so great to have like, quote unquote, soul fam um, as friends. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like I've hung out with you hundreds of times um, because I've seen you on Zoom and Instagram (laughs) for a good while now. Um, And I'm so excited to be here in person with you. Yeah, um, I remember finding out like you are also a projector in human design and your profile is also one three. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do know like for a fact that um, people with similar profiles tend to get along and that... (laughs) The star, the star seed thing. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm. I don't really know about that. I know about me being like more leaning towards Arcturian, and so are you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I know it's cool to be like projector twins. When we first hung out in person, we immediately had a long, intense conversation about human design and being projectors. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to share with? the audience, how has human design been helpful for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I guess I'll start with the kind of projector I am. So I'm a self-projected projector, 1-3, and I found out I was a projector probably like for real maybe a year ago. Um, I had heard of human design sort of before that but like didn't know what projector meant um and I worked with someone who helped kind of read my chart and helped me understand what the nuances some of the nuances are because I know there are tons and yeah it was so validating because looking back on my life it just makes sense you know that I'm a projector and it makes even more sense that I'm self-projected. So for me, I know some people like maybe are disappointed when they find out that they're projector. I was so disappointed. (laughs) Were you not? No. I'm curious, like what were you disappointed about? I think part of me was disappointed, but the other part was relieved and felt seen, but was still disappointed. What was like the disappointment? I'm curious. Well, when I found out about human design, it was like a very general thing. Like we're only talking about types here, which is like a super high level of looking at the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the way people would talk about 
projectors being inconsistent in their energy levels and being slower humans and I don't believe that till this day. Actually, a um, someone I know, we were having a conversation. I love her, and she's a manifesting generator, and she loves that about herself. Um, like she's a really good MG, and she's very magnetic, and I love that about her. But she said something like, "Oh, of course, it like it's probably going to take you longer to do this, and I'm gonna take." A shorter time, you know, because you're a projector. I'm like, okay, hold on, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of like a very general way of looking at things. It's almost like hasty generalization, which I personally have a hard time with. No, yeah, I agree with that though. Of making like kind of sweeping generalizations, right? Because from talking to you, I've learned a lot about like how you know, obviously there are different types of projectors, which you then have different energy depending on kind of your centers that you have defined and your authority, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's fair to, like, say, you know, all projectors or whatever the yeah. stereotypes are. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned self-projected. So share with us what does that mean and how does that mean for you? Yeah. Um, so from, and, you know, you're the expert, so correct me if I ever say anything that's off. But my understanding of self-projected is that my truth essentially comes from like speaking outward or projecting outward. So like writing, talking something out. And I'm able to figure out my truth just by, well, not just, I hate using the word just, by speaking out or writing out and I don't necessarily need like feedback from anyone else which I think is so cool because it's this self-sufficient thing if that makes sense so that's my understanding of you know self-projectedness and it's so cool to experience what feels like channeling sometimes when I speak because I will speak out loud and then I'll be like, oh, and I'll have this sort of like head cock moment of like, that was really profound. Like I should listen to that. You know, it's like this sort of messaging coming through <laughs> my voice. And what I've learned recently too about listening to my own tone of my voice, like do I sound excited about something? Do I sound lit up or do I sound like kind of blah about it? And that has given me a ton of rich information just by even like listening back to my own voice. So that's why I love podcasting and voice recording and then listening to myself. Or like my friends will reflect back to me, oh, you sound this about it, you know, or you seem like you're not as excited. So... Yeah, that sounds about right. So basically you are processing and coming to your best decision as you speak about them. And um, basically you are making decision because you innately have like a very strong sense of self and where you're headed in life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And something else too that I realized the other day that's kind of funny is when I was a child... I would blurt stuff out like 
just blurt, you know, in class or like wherever I was. And realizing that like some places, right, it's not invited. So like in class, if I'm not invited to speak and I just blurt out, obviously that's not going to be received very well. But also just shed light on like, oh, I think that was my self-projectedness, just like speaking the truth. And it was either received well, depending on if it was like the right setting or invited or it wasn't. Because um, I was always that kid that would just like, you know, speak out loud and it's like, okay, well, you can't always be doing that. But like, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And that makes a lot of sense for your self-projected authority. Um, what were some of those things that you would blurb out? Hmm. I think it's hard to think about childhood, but I can totally think of like as an adult, like how I blurt stuff out. Um, like if someone's talking to me and they're asking my opinion, I'll just be like, no. Okay. Or like, I'll just be super blunt. Yeah. Or like, it's just like this knowing of like, but the thing that I've learned about it too is that for me, because that's my authority, or at least this is the way I see it, it's like I project outward with love. Like mm-hmm. so it's received well um, because I'm coming from a place of like truth and, and love, if that makes sense. So like this happens with like my therapy clients where I will just be super blunt with them And it could easily be taken as, you know, wow, you're being way too tough lovey about this. But it's usually received really well because it is coming from that, like, that intention is there of love and, like, truth. Yeah. And um, I think, just, like, from knowing you virtually, I always thought you were someone who is very genuine and always coming from good intentions. So I think when you have like friends who just like know that about you and with like coaching and therapy clients who just like know where you're coming from, that, you know, gives you a lot of freedom to just like indulge in your self-projected authority, Mm -hmm. which is powerful. Um, But if like, you know, you're with people who aren't, really like there for it then it could be seen as uncomfortable or rude Mm -hmm. yeah okay well you have full permission to be honest and blurb out whatever when it (laughs) comes to us (laughs) thank you um okay so let's talk about the whole projector thing with waiting for the invitation since you mentioned it Mm -hmm. a little bit earlier so was that something helpful for you to learn about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, like, it it became so clear to me that that is, like, obviously the right strategy because it's my design, but it's like, I could think back on times when, like, I would feel like no one was listening to me or, like, no one was seeing me or like including me, if that makes sense. And kind of feeling like I was just like on the outside of like whatever was going on. Um, And I would sort of try to 
like be like, hi, I'm here. <laughs> like, do you see me? But it like didn't work because <laughs> that's not how our strategy works. Like we don't necessarily, we're not like the biggest energy in the room. And so I feel like it's, I've had times when I felt like not seen or heard, which I think is pretty classic. Um, can you think about what the situation was like or the environment? It could even be as simple as like being in a room with family and trying to like say something, but like other people just talking over me or like, and I'm just like, never mind. I'm just not going to say anything kind of thing. Or like me giving, you know, classic projector, right? Like trying to give my opinion on something, but it wasn't asked for. And then feeling like, oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying or you don't want to listen to what I'm saying. So I'm not going to try to be louder so you can hear me, you know, because yeah. that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because of the community we are both a part of, I always thought you were you know, one of the more active people in it, um, in those calls, you would share a lot and it was all well received mm -hmm. and it didn't feel like you were trying really hard to be seen or heard. So I do think like that group of people, the environment really makes a big difference. And mm -hmm. I relate with, you know, just feeling like you're, in, you're somewhere, but you're not seen or heard, or you're like kind of outside and you're like kind of quiet or you will like say something and it will almost be like someone like people notice you said something, but then they just like respond with, but with like something completely irrelevant or like moving on to the next topic. And those were like, you know, back in the day when I felt like I didn't belong. I didn't really mm -hmm. like my environment, but like ever since, you know, leaving that environment, I feel like I'm always seen. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's definitely, um, a thing to consider. Totally. And you know what's funny I just thought of as you were talking is like, even in group chats, yeah. right? It's like, there's a lot of energy in a group chat and I might say something and then like, it would be completely ignored. Like no one will address it. I've, that's happened so many times. And I think that's, you know, that could happen to anyone, but like, it's almost like the bigger energy or maybe the other designs who are more like, I don't know, sacral, I, you can correct me, like sort of, I don't want to say dominate, but like just are more heard or seen um, without obviously being invited. So like, I feel like I sort of get lost in the, in the mix sometimes. I definitely don't see you as like a quote unquote smaller energy at all, okay. but I kind of get the whole group text thing like, and when I think back, I'm always, when that would happen, it would always be me, like, kind of coming from, like, a little bit more of a desperate energy, like, oh, mm -hmm. I know this, you guys need to know this, not necessarily, like, aligned, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. it's also something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow, you're bringing a lot of good points. Um, this is like a good conversation. Thank you. A very projector-focused conversation. But yes, you're not a small energy. I think you're like a big, vibrant energy. Thank you. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of energy, you do this thing called dance energy healing, and like Sydney is a really cool projector. Um, there's this like weird impression of like projectors being like quiet or like I don't know, like healers, like they massage people. Um, they probably don't, you know, aren't like the fittest people, most active people, which is not true like serena williams is mm -hmm. a mental projector so she has like two centers to find you know mm -hmm. um so you i wouldn't really like oh okay i i am like really um pissed off i guess when people <laughs> i guess speak about their human design from like kind of a disempowered way or mm -hmm. like you know you know what i mean yeah um so i'm like I feel very strongly about it, um, but Sydney is a dance energy healer, and you're amazing at dancing. Mm -hmm. And like, I know you love karaoke. I do. Um, and like, you have like this really big energy, so you know you can be anyone, re regardless of your human design. So tell us about dance energy healing. For sure, and I just want to say thank you for for all those reflections. Like that really means a lot to me. Yay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so dance energy healing. Um, well, um, as you mentioned, you know, I'm a dancer. I've been dancing basically my whole life and I'm trained, you know, in different styles. And, um, I was, you know, led to using my dance in my energy healing, which is an incredible thing. I wouldn't have necessarily thought to put together. So shout out to Christina Rice <laughs> for, for being my mentor on that. Um, so what I do with dance energy healing is I am channeling my energy healing to my client while I'm dancing. So it's, you know, similar in your typical energy healing where the client is laying down receiving the healing and I am asking my guides and source to help me send that energy healing through my dance. And it's a really powerful experience for both the client and me because when I'm dancing for the purpose of energy healing, it feels completely different than when I'm dancing to dance. Uh, it's like, next level. So yeah, I'm sending the energy healing. I'm dancing. I put on music that is, you know, I'm intuitively led to playing for that person that day. And I feel the energy moving through me and I'm getting all sorts of messages, bodily sensations. You know, a lot of times when I'm doing my energy healing, I'm feeling chills all over my body. I am crying. I am yawning, releasing, feeling, you know, the different emotions of the person that I'm sending the healing to and, and getting those out. And something that was reflected back to me that was really powerful is that when I'm dancing, I'm transmuting. So I'm here to be a transmuter to, and what that means is for anyone who might not understand what I'm saying, 
I'm taking one thing and I'm molding it into something else. So let's say you come into the session and you have a lot of anger from a relationship. I'm taking that anger and I'm transmuting that into, you know, to love, um, for example, and sort of sending that back to you is kind of like how I would articulate that. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting for me and powerful to hear what people's experiences are from my dance energy healing because I've gotten different stories, you know, anecdotes from people and I'm always discovering new things with it. So recently I started incorporating like dancing with crystals. So like if I feel called for, you know, you, for example, maybe you need some cleansing, I'll take my selenite wand and I will, you know, move around with it and do whatever I feel called to. And that's even more powerful. And I'm, I'm actually getting chills in my body as I'm like talking about it. it. It's so cool. So I'm doing the healing and then we, you know, hop on Zoom and I give all the messages that come through for the client. So I'll get messages while I'm dancing. So I'll be like scribbling. I'll stop moving for a second, scribble it down, keep dancing. You know, um, I'll receive them you know, after I sit down and I ask for messages, I pull cards and, you know, when I'm dancing, I'll get, you know, images. Um, so yeah, I'm sharing everything, you know, that came through. Sounds so cool. And I'm also an energy healer now, so I completely, um, know what you're talking mm -hmm. about. And, um, Sydney, if you follow her on Instagram, what's her handle? It's at Sid, S-Y-D, period, and then my last name, T-A-F-U-R-I. Okay, it'll be in the show notes. Cool. Um, but your dance is, just looks very expressive and beautiful. Thank and you. it's like a lot of release and a lot of like empowered feminine energy. Mm. Um, just like, you know, dancing is like a great way to release and like have fun and raise your vibration. Mm -hmm. So it's a great thing to do. You mentioned sensations and yawning and that kind of like got me laughing inside because energy healing if like people see what I'm doing is actually kind of ridiculous because I'm like yawning so much and I'm not a crier but like I would start tearing up and it's not really my own release it's the client's release mm -hmm. and it will like ruin my makeup a tiny bit um and then I'm like standing up and sitting down and screaming into pillows and it's just it's like really funny <laughs> no totally yeah you never know like what you're gonna get for different people and it's really fascinating I think yeah for sure um you mentioned getting chills all over your body so that is kind of a clear sentient thing mm -hmm. and we're both um our strongest sense in human design it will be labeled cognition is um what is it called feeling yeah so I thought wow um when I found out about that and you were sharing that about yourself I was like oh I kind of like feel like I know this girl really well <laughs> she's like a lot like me we're twins for sure <laughs> yeah um totally and 
with like clairsentience that actually um is something i've been talking about with a lot of people because um a lot of people have like you know they're a clear audience or clairvoyant so there's like seeing and hearing abilities and for me to dive deeper into spirituality it was really tricky at first because i was like why am i not getting visions or why am i not seeing anything um so there was a lot of like comparison game going on for like a very long time um how how's your journey been like with developing more of your spiritual gifts and all of that yeah well i definitely relate to like what you're saying about comparing and you know well why don't I hear this you know when other people do and it's like and we learned you know that only blocks us further from like receiving and so it's definitely like an ongoing thing that I to this day still you know work on um so you asked like how my journey's been with opening up my gifts yeah spiritually Mm, I feel like that's such a big question um I don't even know where to start. Um, I mean, I started spiritually awakening in 2018 when my grandma passed away. And that was very much a catalyst for that. And I'm going to be very nutshell version about this because I could be here for a while. But basically, that was the catalyst to my dark night of the soul, which um, I have a podcast episode about it if People don't understand what that is, but yeah, um, you basically, it's, it's a starting point for a lot of people in their spiritual awakening where you go into this very deep existential depression and you question everything and you know, why am I here? What is my purpose? Like, is there a point to all this? And so I was very much deep in that, but all along the way I received messages, you know, numbers and, and signs and you know, people that were put in my path, um, showing me like, no, you're on the right path, even though you feel like you just don't want to be here anymore. Cause it really did get to that point. Um, and I would say like kind of fast forwarding a lot, taking, you know, the psychic development course with Christina, um, which is where we both like really got connected, really opened me up to the gifts that I've had always and kind of could look back and be like, oh yeah, I see where that showed up there and that showed up there and learning that I'm an empath, which I know you've talked about um, on the podcast. Um, And learning that the things I thought were kind of sort of regular for me are actually my gifts. You know, Mm. I I wonder if you can maybe relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, as you mentioned, like I'm very clairsentient, so that's my strongest gift, um, is feeling. So walking into a room, I can feel the energy. I can feel other people's emotions. Um, and I can, you know, feel spirits. So, uh, so part of my clairsentience is that I'm a medium, I'm a psychic medium, And it was one of those things that like a couple people had told me, you're a medium. And I'm like, okay, cool. But like what, I don't 
see that yet. Like, I don't, what do you mean? And that started evolving. Uh, I would say, especially as like my grandma passed away, I could, I literally could feel her in the room and knew when she was there. And I feel like she's here right now because I'm just like full body chills. But that was kind of when that started opening up was like, I think her passing away, like really showed me that gift amongst all the other ones. And, and my feel, my clear feeling obviously goes really well with that because I can feel spirits. Um, and I, I feel like I'm sort of, I mean, I, I'm, I'm also clairvoyant. Um, I mean, I feel like we all have like bits of each, right? Oh yeah. Like, so with, you know, seeing, hearing, feeling, um, what else is there? Uh, there's actually, um, tasting, s- but tasting and smelling too. Yeah. 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 Um, clairvoyance, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like, um, you can look up your human design. It is like a deeper layer um, of what your strongest sense is. So that is the one that comes most easily to you. But with any other gifts like hearing, seeing, tasting, smelling, you can develop them. Mm. I feel like my audio audience, clear audience, is actually getting stronger. Mm. And since practicing energy healing, I have developed my clairvoyant skills further too. Ooh, yeah, that's cool. How do you, I know I'm kind of, how do you, like, I'm always intrigued by people's clear audience because like, do you, do you hear like on a phone or like, how does that come in for you? And energy healing is more feeling and seeing for me. And clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they all yeah. kind of overlap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing is more for myself. Mm. Yeah, like I'll hear a lot of, like my ears would ring a lot. And I would just sort of be like, okay, um, it's usually a sign for me to be more present mm-hmm. and um, pay more attention to like, my present surrounding um it's almost like they're yelling at me like pay attention yeah you know yeah totally no I relate to that too like I'll have sometimes ear ringing and I get a lot of my clear audience messages through like I'll hear a song yeah like they give me a lot of songs which is really songs yes that's like my favorite way to receive messages or like listen like Hearing, overhearing someone's conversation at the exact right yes, moment. Yes. That's like, I love that. I'm like, Podcasts oh my God. and YouTube videos. Yeah. Yes. Or just like I'm in Target and I heard someone like talking about something and I was like, that was a message. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned clear cognizance. Like that's definitely another really strong one for me. It's just like, I have a very clear knowing of things. Like I can't explain why, but I just know. Mm-hmm. And, um. I recently discovered, but like looking back, knew I had it, is that I have the gift of premonition. So like, I know when something's going to happen and then it happens. And I could kind of see throughout my life how that played out. But I like recently was reminded of it, I guess. Mm. So I just, it sort of goes with the claircognizance, I guess. It's just like, I know when something's going to happen, like I knew yesterday I was going to see a certain person that I hadn't seen in a really long time at the karaoke bar. Like, and then that person showed up and I was like, of course, 
Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So if you wake up or you just know something's going to happen, what if you don't want it to happen? I don't feel like I've experienced that. Um, oddly, I haven't had anything like come in that I was like, no, I can't. I have to like interfere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll let you know if that ever happens, but yeah, I don't know. That's such an interesting question. Cause I haven't, I haven't had that happen yet. Okay. So, so far it's been pretty neutral or like a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, I mean, this is kind of s- smaller not to demean it, but it's like, I'll know if someone is going to cancel. Like if a client, you know, is going to cancel, I'll just know. And then I'll wake up and they'll have emailed me and I'm like, yeah, I already knew that. You know, or... But you wouldn't make plans for... No, but okay. like it will, it has afforded me to then do something else mm-hmm, that I like, mm-hmm. like to make a plan, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's almost like the universe is like, here's some time and space for you to do X, Y, Z thing yeah. you've been meaning to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Lately, I've been feeling like sometimes I over schedule and then um, I actually feel really tired to have a session or whatever. And then that person would like want to reschedule because like something came up and mm-hmm. I'm like, thank you, universe. Totally. Like the, the universe totally has our backs. Like, and always gives us the gift of time and space when we need it. And I just love that. Yeah. Um, it's funny because last time when we met, we drove. And um, ever since like connecting deeper with my spirituality and stuff, even just like in the beginning, I realized like little things would just like happen for me in my favor. Like I would get away with you know, a speeding ticket, um, or like parking somewhere for a little too long. I wouldn't like get a ticket for it or finding parking spaces Mm -hmm. or, you know, just like with scheduling, um, just like nice little things, you know, totally. Yeah. So that's always nice. Yeah. When you first started, um, opening up spiritually, it was very much like a rock bottom moment. Yeah. Yeah. So was mine actually not mm-hmm. as dark. I would mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was as dark, mm-hmm. um, but it was like wow, my life feels like it's you know being shaken up a little bit. And I used to laugh at people who would freak out or get really excited about angel numbers, but I was um, seeing a lot of them like everywhere. Um, so I was like, okay, this is a little too frequent. Maybe I should pay attention mm-hmm. to what this means. Mm-hmm totally like they're always there to like be like no here's a sign even though you're kind of in the depths of despair um being dramatic there but but sometimes it really did feel that way and yeah they're it's not an accident like they you know I can think of so many times when I was like breaking down and then I would look at the microwave for a second and be eleven eleven, and I'm like, okay, I see you. Thank you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, speaking of signs, 
Oh man. Um, so obviously signs are beautiful, but what like really annoys me is when people, um, think, overthink about signs. Like when it has to, when the thing we're like asking for, you know, we have like an emotional charge towards it. We can be really biased, you know, mm -hmm. and our ego is like, tends to be stronger and we can like you know overanalyze things like with the pendulum is like it doesn't really work that way yeah so it bothers me when people think like if they really want someone to like be their you know person and they want to see a pink flamingo to be the sign like there's also confirmation bias yeah you know so i think it's like a slippery slope but I think it's helpful to ask yourself, like, is this really a sign or am I, is this coming from insecurity and desperation? Totally. Yeah. I definitely resonate with, you know, almost like being attached to like receiving the sign. And I think for me, I've learned that the power comes when like you can ask for the sign and then you almost forget about it. Yeah. And then you see it and you're like, wow, okay, that was the sign versus I'm looking for the plink flamingo. Like, where is it <laughs> yes. at? You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally. Um, I also find it super helpful when it comes to manifesting physical items. Like organified chocolate gold. So, um, <laughs> you know, they became like a seasonal thing. And I love it. I know. And um, I saw like some influencer talking about how they have like a deal with Organifi and it's like a limited time and you will have to swipe up and like use their code. Um, so I was like, okay, I don't really want to buy it from mm -hmm. this person. Um, nothing against them. Yeah. But I kind of just want to see if I can manifest Organifi gold <laughs> chocolate. I love it. And like Sydney bought me two <laughs> things of it. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot with this. It's so amazing when that happens. And honestly, it's like, it, it, it just like, when it happens, you're just like, part of you is like surprised. And another part of you is like, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like with trying to manifest Organifi chocolate gold, I had no idea how it was going to happen. I was like, I have no idea how it's going to happen, but we will just like see how it unfolds. Yeah, it's so funny because I feel like with like the microphone thing, like the, it was similar for me where it's like I really wanted a microphone um, and I didn't know like how it was going to come in and then it came in and like, so it's funny because we sort of like yeah, <laughs> swapped. I, <know>. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It just like shows the trust when you're just like, no, I'm going to wait because I know it's coming, but I don't know how, but I'm like, I trust it. Yeah, for sure. So moving on to the juicy topic um, that we've been kind of like anticipating. Yeah. So when it comes to being a projector, a lot of people say, oh, you have to like wait for an invitation and that messes a lot of people up when it comes to dating. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just emphasize that invitations can be verbal or energetic. Like people can explicitly be like, hey, Sydney, do you want to go have dinner? Mm -hmm. Or 
through their energy and action, you can just tell like they want to hang out, and you can as a projector initiate initiate in quotes something mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really about do you feel recognized and seen by this person or this group of people? It doesn't have to be like a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, you can check with your own energy. Like, do I feel like I'm desperate improving something, or really wanting to be seen? Because if it is, you know, meant to be or aligned, it should feel pretty effortless.、Mm -hmm. Thank you for the message. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, let's talk about dating. How's your dating life? <laughs> All right, just get right in there.、Um... Yeah, I'm getting back out there. I'll say,、um, after sort of being in the spiritual awakening,、um, I don't know if I want to call it an abyss, but sort of needing that time to be alone、um, to move through my process. So I feel like I'm emerging back into that scene after kind of being in my. By focusing on container,、yourself. yeah, exactly, yeah. definitely a very positive thing. You know, being、mm -hmm. in my own energy and developing gifts and coming into who I am.、Um, I'm, you know, now sort of moving into like, okay, I can now be with others. You know, yes, so totally. Yeah, I appreciate that question actually. So yeah, I'm, you know, I guess I'm trying to be a little, a little, not too detailed, but、um, you know, started seeing someone and kind of seeing where that goes,、um, and learning that like triggers come up, of course, you know, that I thought, oh well, I like healed from that. It's like.、Ooh. Did you though? <laughs> you know, the yeah,、typical. yeah, like being tested and being tested is actually a really great thing、mm -hmm. to um, like, like maybe you feel like you have, you know, grown a lot or、mm -hmm. you have moved past like certain things, but it's just like a little push to push you even further or like maybe strengthen the foundation of what you have built. Hmm, I really like that sort of like reframe <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, test sounds like a negative thing, but like, you know how people say the universe doesn't give you what you are not ready to handle. So if you're ready to handle a test, that's actually a good sign. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. That's so on point. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Hmm. I'm actually glad you brought up.、Um, The whole you spent some time like just focusing on yourself, because that's important. I know a client; she recently had a breakup, and it was because her partner, her ex partner,、um, was going through like something really big, and he really did not have the space to have a relationship and like, you know. Whole space for her, so that's actually like a very loving thing to do.、Um, mm -hmm. If you feel like you're just going to, like, it's really it takes a lot to be able to like communicate that and like 
it takes more to do that than like continuing to stay with the person. Um, yeah. yeah, and like it also speaks to people who are maybe manifesting relationships but are not having success mm. um, because relationships or dating can be extremely triggering. It's like personal growth but like accelerated. You know, you're, like, constantly, like, triggering each other for, you know, like, for good. But it's still, like, a lot to, not, like, a lot, but it's still something to, like, deal with emotionally and energetically. Yeah. Yeah, I was recently talking to a friend slash client, and she's like, I just can't manifest a relationship. And I pointed out to her, like, okay, you're dealing with A, B, and C. And that's like taking off a lot. And I told her about the triggering thing about relationships. I feel like if you have a relationship right now, you would just be overwhelmed. So, you know, a lot of it has to do with if we have space for it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what you said about the couple who the person said, you know, kind of let that other person be in their own process, I think is so important it just made me think about how you know right before my awakening I you know had I was in a significant relationship that ended right before that and I looking back realized it needed to end in order for me to like go through that journey by myself um so everything really does happen for our highest good even when we think you know it's this very tragic thing it's really all for you know for our highest and best so that just really made me think of that how does being an empath work in dating because you're like picking up other people's emotions how is that like yeah honestly it's been it was hard to navigate at first when I wasn't really aware that I was an empath because I was in a relationship where I could, you know, obviously I can feel everything that like anyone feels, but like when it's a partner, it's even harder because I would take things personally. So I'd feel like, oh, you know, he feels frustrated right now. Like, did I do something wrong? Like, and I would make it about me. And that was really hard at first because I didn't realize that's what was happening was that I was feeling his emotion and then I was attributing it to me and that and I had he done might have picked up the emotion he was feeling from his workplace his boss like people on the subway depends mm -hmm. on where you live but yeah you know we're always exchanging emotions and energies with each other mm -hmm. so yeah it can be like a lot if you weren't you know, very diligent about your energetic hygiene. Totally. Yeah. And so, like, I would feel something and I'd be like, what's wrong? And he'd be like, I'm fine. I'm like, no, but you're not fine. And he's like, I'm fine. No, but, like, I feel your emotion. Like, I know you're not fine. Like, just tell me. And it can be, like, so frustrating because <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, I, I get it. And um, <laughs> with my last relationship, so I'm an emotional projector. And my ex was the same. And... Um, with projectors or like just people with emotional authority, 
we have like those emotional ups and downs, not because of something specifically. It's just like a wave, and it comes and it goes. So I will have my wave, and he will be like, "Why are you mad?" I'm like, "I'm not mad," and he'll be like. No, I can't make you happy. <laughs> and then he will be like really bummed. I'll feel even worse, and vice versa. So that was like a fucking mess.、Um, so it's just funny how. Well, I didn't know about all of this back then, but it's just funny how it works. Totally. So a huge thing I've learned is, you know, especially with like romantic partnerships, to just because I feel. Like their emotion doesn't mean it has anything to do with me, yeah. And a lot of times it doesn't. And so I think if I had to like blanket statement, a bullet point is like, it's not about you, and you didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Because those were like the stories I would tell myself, and. Not just with partners, but like with anyone. So if I could feel that, like, you know, my mom was, you know, upset about something, I would assume it's me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I was like,、um, so dating definitely brings up tendencies in like people pleasing and codependency. Totally, and also like. Being able to compartmentalize, like this is yours, like that is about you. This is not about me. So, like, if the person I'm dating now is like short with me, I have a moment where I'm like, okay, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. This isn't about you, and then I can kind of move on. And I've learned to like really compartmentalize that instead of. Taking it on, because that's all I would do, and I know that people listening, and I'm sure you relate, is like we. I kind of describe being an empath as like you have a jacket,、mm-hmm. and the jacket are is like the emotions, right? So you can either feel the emotions of other people and put the jacket on, or You can feel the emotions and take the jacket off if it's already on. If that makes sense. So, like, if you already feel the emotions of the person, just take off the jacket and like be like, "This is your jacket." Yeah, yeah. I hope that made sense. But it, like in my mind, it does. Like you can feel it and let it go. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to put on the jacket and like wrap yourself in it. Like this is mine. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and just like being able to identify. Is really key, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing I've learned with dating, especially. And then I was having—I mean, talking about sort of the intimacy topic—I was having a conversation with another person who is well versed in human design, and. You know, I don't know. I'm curious what your perception of this is, but we were talking about how intimacy as a projector is very different because we, and I don't know if this is just a projector thing, but we as projectors talked about how 
like being physical with someone is more than being physical. It's like very much a deeper energetic and like spiritual experience. And that may not just be projectors, but like I'm curious maybe what your thoughts are on that or like if you have sort of a different perspective. Huh. Okay. So intimacy for projectors has more to do with the spiritual and the emotional connections with this person. I guess that's what we were saying was true for us. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't think that's a projector thing. Yeah. I think it's an everyone thing. Um, but (laughs) I've, I guess I have had intimate experiences with people I didn't care about. I don't like regret it, but I definitely don't really care for the memory. Yeah. Um, but I also, and this has, I feel like it has a lot to do with like upbringing and like values. Mm-hmm. I'm also not someone who has intimate experiences with, with just like people I don't care about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for sure. No, um, I definitely really. I also feel like, um, being like, I don't speak for all female beings, but, um, with like, just like on a biochemical level, mm-hmm. when you have like intimate experiences, there are like hormones happening and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just like creates that connection. Yeah. 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 I didn't really think it was like specific to productors, but but I also feel like because I'm a projector, I don't have the same, I guess, sexual desires as like the sacral beings. Oh, that's an interesting So point. that, yeah, right? So, okay, that's interesting. So projectors as like non-sacral beings, like do you feel or kind of see or I don't know what your perspective is of like just needing that less, like that um, yeah. physical, I guess, I don't know if connection is the word because like we all as humans need it, but like the drive for it, I guess. Yeah, we're talking about drive for sex. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, if you're a sacral being, it means you have a defined sacral center and you are either a generator or a manifesting generator, mm-hmm. right? So... The sacral chakra or center is very much about, you know, creation, whether that's art or music or human babies. Um, So it also has to do with like desire in general, Um, like knowing like what is it that you want. Um, So it's like a very primal, guttural, Mm. visceral thing. Um, so I do feel like if you watch Sex and the City or like different, you know, shows like that, people talk about sex a lot. Yeah. And I just like never related with that. Like, I'm like, I don't think I need it that much. Like I can easily do without. And, um, of course, like I appreciate it when, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, happening with someone in the right environment and Mm -hmm. situation but I do feel like I dodge a lot of bullets because I don't have as strong of a drive yeah I definitely resonate with that too like I don't I mean 
I guess it depends too more on like what else you have in your chart and I feel like astrology plays a big role yeah in this but I relate to what you're saying about it's not I don't feel like I have this like animal like drive (laughs) for it you know yeah like it's great I love it but it's like I'm not like like, I'm not Samantha, you know? Yeah, it's like, I'm not, like, like an animal, basically. Well, not saying if you're generated, not saying no, you yeah. are. No, yeah, not at all. <laughs> Just, like, you know, the, the energy, the drive for it isn't, like, intense, basically. Yeah, just, like, similarly to, and this is very generally speaking, projectors, maybe you needing more rest, and mm. maybe in general eating less food than the other types we're talking very generally here yeah yeah okay so a question that just hit me was like okay i'm just self-projecting here but like um sort of like the topic of sex and like um being a projector and sort of receiving and writing energy of other um types so i'm curious like this isn't a formulated question but just like this hit me as very interesting like what's your perspective on being a projector like having sex and like receiving or sort of riding energy of other beings if that makes sense like feeding off the energy yeah so or like maybe exchanging energy yeah yeah so we're always exchanging energy with people around us our environment is a beautiful thing right so you know how you have an undefined emotional center mm-hmm. and I have it defined. And um, in terms of emotions, I experience my own. And because I have it defined, it's like I have like this kind of like layer of protection yeah. from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like I have FOMO. Like I'm not wondering, I wonder how she feels emotionally, you know? But it's like I know my range and it kind of, it's just like, I know this about myself Mm -hmm. and it kind of stays within that range. But for the undefined emotional people, it's like a gift. You get to experience emotions in infinite ways and levels. And that allows you to have a very emotionally adventurous and fulfilled life, you know? Mm. So it's like you can ride the highs with other people and you can also experience how fucking sad one can be. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, like, decide for yourself, right? Um, And, like, have boundaries when needed. Um, But, like, with riding other people's energy, um, so I have a undefined sacral so if I hang out with a generator I do feel like maybe I am just as energetic as they are and if they want something really badly I would kind of be like huh that does sound kind of good yeah 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 especially with like food mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's interesting yeah I feel like as a projector, and I don't know, again, if it's just a projector thing or, like, I'm sure it's, like, the centers all play a role, but it's, like, I feel in some respects, um, I don't want to use the word, like, suggestible because that sounds bad, but it's, like, easily influenced. Like you said, like, if someone's, like, oh, this this sounds good to eat, you're, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Um, or 
I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm getting into like <laughs> different things, but like, I'm just very go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and like pretty chill with most things. Like if that makes sense. So yeah. I don't know. That's getting into a different thing, but just interesting to think about like the topic I think of intimacy and sort of being an empath and like projector and and just energy yeah it's yeah yeah um going with the flow is like a very beautiful thing mm-hmm. um but I do think as long as you are you have like boundaries in place you know you can mm-hmm. go with the flow and like be totally good yeah 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 I find that really interesting I don't know why I'm thinking of this but it's like I have a defined identity center mm-hmm. um so like I that means right that I like know who I am kind of thing or like yeah and but what's interesting about that is at the same time for me my identity feels like very fluid so I guess it's like the knowing of the fluidity and not necessarily the fluidity meaning I don't know right I would say (laughs) I also have a defined um G center or identity Uh center so like as humans we're always evolving and changing like Mm -hmm. I might even look and sound different in a year and my like today my favorite color is coral next year it might be blue and I'm like totally okay with that Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with having like different um jobs and labels like titles um like energy healer human design reader Mm -hmm. um brain rewiring certified coach um you know things Mm -hmm. like that like I'm like very comfortable with it um the difference between I um I um defined identity versus undefined identity is like I guess the comfort level and like attachment to labels um Mm -hmm. so and again, very generally speaking, mm-hmm. defined identity people have an easier time with like embracing different um, identities than like evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the I- unidentified people kind of feel a little bit um, challenged with like, oh, I just figured out who I am. Why am I changing again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. very general. Yeah. Don't come at me. <laughs> That makes sense. No, I'm really glad you, like, laid that out because it was a concept that I know we had talked about briefly before um, that I was like, wait, if I'm defined, shouldn't, like, why do I feel so fluid? But it's like, because you know who you are at the core, it allows for that sort of flow and there's not that, like, attachment to, like, I need to know exactly who I am. Yeah. 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 That's cool. (laughs) Cool. Um, glad you brought that up. That was good. Yeah. I have one last question. Sure. With dating, how do you, um, so you're a therapist and energy healer and like, you know, you're like a very multi-talented individual, by (laughs) the way. Um, you have like a black belt. That's so cool. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like when you bring up you're a therapist, um, does that like, make it weird like do people think you're like analyzing them or anything like that hmm I mean 
this isn't like specific to dating, but I think I get sometimes similar responses when I say like that I'm a therapist and they're usually joking, right? Oh, I could like really use you or, you know, oh, let me tell you about this. And I'm like, no, like I'm not your therapist. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I'm not feeling right now. So. You know, but it doesn't, I mean, I feel like with dating specifically, like it doesn't, it hasn't been like a quote issue or anything. Mm. I think for me, it's really helped because I'm really, really good at communicating. And I basically tell whoever my partner is, like obviously they're, they're going to know I'm a therapist, but I tell them like, you know, this is like communication is really important to me. Like I'll sometimes say like, I'm a therapist and I do this for my job and I'm not bringing the therapist me into the relationship, but like the piece about communicating is like really important to me and I'm always going to bring up like the elephant in the room or the thing that needs to be talked about. So just so it, you know. You're basically telling them you cannot bullshit me. Yeah. I mean, really like you can't. Yeah. Um, so being a therapist has really helped me, like obviously in my relationships in general, but especially with dating because it's helped me to not be afraid to communicate the things that need to be communicated, even though it might feel kind of sticky. And I think I hear this all the time with clients of like, well, I didn't want to bring this up with so-and-so or you because I didn't want to like cause a problem and I, I teach people all the time that like just because you're bringing up something hard and like confrontation doesn't have to be, it's not negative. Right. Because you're, you're talking about something and then you're able to move forward mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's a really beautiful thing but if you just keep it inside then you're carrying it and then you're brewing resentment and anger and like all these things when it's like you could have just talked about the thing and then moved forward. Yeah, brutal resentment and like all of that is actually worse. It's terrible. Yeah, like it drags on for like weeks and months and years even. This has been a great conversation, so fun. But to wrap this up, because I want to be respectful for your time, yes. <laughs> um, can you leave the audience with three communication tips? Ooh, okay. I mean... One, first and foremost, always speak your truth. So if there is something that needs to be voiced, say it in some way. And then kind of a tip on how to say it is like, you know, for example, if you want to talk to a partner, hey, there's something that, you know, I really want to talk about with you that has you know, been on my mind or that has been bothering me and I just want to talk about it so that we can work through it and then move forward. It doesn't need to be complicated and you don't need to fluff it up with, I just, I went, I mean, right. It's just like you say the thing, say it with the intention of, you know, love always and then voice it. So one, always speak your truth. I think one of the worst things we can do is keep things inside of us that like we need to say. Mm-hmm. 
Um, gosh. Um, what do you think about the... There's this technique about um, speaking your side of the story instead of being like, you do this. Yeah, so that that's a really good point. So if I had to say number two, I would say... It's sort of the classic, like, use I statements. But describing the impact of maybe what someone else is saying or doing, describing the impact on you. So, like, when you, when you say X, Y, Z, I feel, right? And don't ever say, here's a good one, don't ever say it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Nobody can make you feel anything. Yes. And you cannot make anyone else feel anything. So like, let's get rid of it makes me feel or you made me feel because guess what? They didn't make you feel anything and you didn't make them feel anything. So (laughs) I feel. Mm -hmm. So that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Yeah, describing the impact. Okay, love that. And then... A third one, never, never speak from an emotional place. So if you're going to go into a situation where you want to communicate, do not go at it from being in a state of emotional irregulation. Mm. That is never going to serve anyone right it's a classic like people say things that they really don't mean or they really wish they hadn't said because they were in a state of anger take time to down regulate and then approach the communication situation and I promise it's gonna be so much better than if you were like no I need to talk to him right now like I'm so so fine Yeah, it might, like... (laughs) It feels really good in the moment. Like, I'm not saying don't express your emotions. Like, for sure... Like, scream into the pillow, then go talk to this other person. Take care of yourself first, and then you can express your anger in a very productive way. So, like, it's... If I'm mad at you, Sandy, which I would never be mad at you, and I'm like, okay, I need to talk to Sandy right now. Like, I'm going to call her on the phone, and I'm just going to yell at her and... Like, how are you going to receive that? You're probably not, you're probably going to be defensive. You're probably going to be like, what the, f-? you know, <laughs> I don't know if I can cuss. Yes, I'm sure can. I can. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, versus, okay, let's say I'm in a heightened state of emotion. I'm going to like take care of myself. I'm going to go home. I'm going to dance it out, you mm-hmm. know, and then I'm like, okay, <sighs> I'm ready to talk to Sandy. So I call you on the phone. I'm like, Sandy, I've been really angry about something, Right. I can tell you I'm angry at you without the charge. Yeah. So. Now we have a productive way of moving forward. Yeah. You're going to listen. I'm going to be able to articulate what I want to say. And then we're going to be able to move forward. Yeah. So. Love that. Ugh, that third one definitely takes a little bit of discipline. Yeah. Totally. But it's so important. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Oh my God. Love our conversation. Me too. You're going to be a regular on here. Yay. Thank you. It's so fun. Yay. Yes. Okay. So, um, pimp yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so 
again, you know, my name is Sydney Tafiri. Um, and my Instagram handle is at Sid, S-Y-D dot Tafiri, T-A-F-U-R-I. And I'm really active on Instagram. Um, and then I have a podcast myself um, that Sandy's been on. And it's called Sessions with Sid. And, you know, it's a mix of solo episodes um, and conversations with really dope people like Sandy um, in kind of the realms of mental health, spirituality, holistic health. And I really love it. So check it out. Yeah, those are the places you can find me. Yes. Okay. Well, everything will be in the show notes. And thank you again for coming Yeah. On. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. Well, we certainly had a blast recording that. And it's such a blessing to have friends who really get you, whether that's in person or virtual. So I'm super grateful for Sydney for coming on to the podcast. Remember to check out Sydney's podcast, Sessions with Sid, and follow her on Instagram. If you resonate with her, everything will be linked in the show notes. And if you haven't left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you know what to do. No, like seriously, it means so much when people take two minutes to leave a review. And I mean, it means the world. All right, hope you enjoy the rest of your day and have a wonderful weekend.